Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Two Course Me. Now, I know you haven't heard from me in a while. I think it's been almost a month now since I released a, a new episode, but I've been busy, you know. Contrary to popular belief, and this might come as a shock to you as well, but I have a life uh, outside of uh, being cooped up inside my room and making voices at a microphone. Now, college just started a couple of weeks ago, so I have classes to attend. But that's not what is keeping me really busy, you know. I've started applying for full-time jobs, started getting rejected more than a door-to-door salesman in India, and have started to have frequent panic attacks because of said rejections. But I always aim to please, or rather... I think uh, I'm an active proponent against mental health at this point of time by uh, giving ideas or uh, rather uh, well chalked out plans for people to unlock the psychopathy inside them or I'm just driving people nuts which uh, I'm sure is the more probable uh, cause for concern here. But uh, anyway, here goes. We have a rather interesting guest this time uh, nobody as disturbing nobody as um, as I would say fucked up well for the lack of a more delicate term as la- as the last couple of times but I don't want anyone uh, making business proposi- propositions or chalking out uh, business ideas from this guest Uh, I don't think it's a wise idea. In fact, I gave it a thought a while ago, but uh, this doesn't seem to work in reality. But in any case, here you go. I hope you enjoy this one. Welcome to our show, Mr. Auzo. Uzo. Am I uh, saying it right? How do you spell this? How do you pronounce this? You got it right the second time. Uh, It's Uzo, spelled O-U-Z-O. And thank you very much for your welcome, warm welcome here. I'm very glad to be here. We're very happy to have you here as well, Mr. Uzo. So, uh, can you tell us uh, what it is that you do? Uh, From the memo I got, it says you're some kind of guide for alcoholics. Are you a counselor? Do you like uh, head an Alcoholics Anonymous session or something like that? Forgive me, I'm not very clear on the details and I think this is a good opportunity for you to educate me as well as our listeners on what it is that you exactly do. Oh well, I'm not professionally qualified to be a guide or a counsellor as such for people suffering from alcoholism. What I mean is that I guide people when they get drunk. You see, and you probably already know, that alcohol inhibits normal brain functions and people tend to do really really stupid things when they get drunk and most of the time they end up regretting what they've done after they've sobered up. My job is to ensure that they don't say or do these stupid things when they're drunk. So I guide them through their drunkenness into soberdom without having to regret anything that they said or did. I would say that I'm, I act like a kind of a sponge for their bad decisions. I soak all of them up and make sure that they don't have to pay the price for their actions or their words, whatever the, it might have been. Uh, 
uh, in front of other people do you get do you get what i'm trying to say here do you understand what i what it is that i do oh i got you you're like that one sober person at a party that ha- ends up having to take care of everyone else but you're a professional so you probably charge money for doing this right yeah that seems like a fair assessment of what i do but it depends you know it depends on the extent of how much they well how much they fuck up you know sometimes they end up throwing up on themselves throwing up on other people throwing up on the road throwing up on their food sometimes they even try to eat their puke well i've seen some really disgusting shit so depending on the extent of the damage or the extent of their actions i build them accordingly after after i'm done uh with the with my end of my services and they also get billed hourly too so yeah that's how it works oh that's uh, interesting what do you mean by surcharges and uh, additional charges uh, what kind of additional charges have you had to levy on your customers and what is the wildest one that you have done so far well there are a lot of different kinds of drunk people you know um i'll elaborate on them in just a minute but i'd like to tell you that um it's very hard to pinpoint one crazy thing and the one good thing about my job is that i never run out of uh, crazy drunk stories ever to tell at any of the parties that i attend personally in my personal life you know so that's one good thing that comes out of my job um also um watching other people get drunk i've been able to stay sober for most of my life um and uh it's b- because of uh knowing how much i scam these people and how much uh, i rip them off that i wouldn't want to hire someone else like me to come take care of me when i get drunk although i'm pretty sure there's nobody else in the market who does something like this yeah i got you man i mean i haven't heard of anyone else who does this for a living too um You must have a remarkable amount of patience to deal with uh, drunk people all the time as a profession that seems quite uh, annoying actually but uh, let's uh, skip past that you know everyone's got to make money somehow you were saying you were going to elaborate on the different kinds of drunk people well i could write a paper and submit it to scientific journals for them to study alcoholism but uh, let me put it in an order that i've seen most drunk people progress in So the first kind of a drunk person is the, your average noob, the non-alcoholic who has no idea what their capacity for alcohol is and just starts pounding one drink after another. These people, they haven't had alcohol before but they're extremely eager to try. So they end up uh, drinking way too much, passing out, throwing up, projectile vomiting all over the place. They they look like a fucking fountain with puke coming out of it instead of water sometimes and they also end up doing embarrassing things and saying embarrassing things to people which uh, ultimately results in them being very hungover and very embarrassed next day the, the following day um if they remember what they did that is um based on if they remember or not there are two ways these kind of people progress after that number 1 when they remember what they've done they become extremely wary and extremely cautious but uh, secretly they kind of like it too these kind of people uh, tend to end up becoming the drama queens uh, you know the kind who uh, refuse the first shot 
and then you have to keep asking them over and over again trying to keep convincing them to have a shot oh come on dude just one shot it's not gonna hurt you you can just do one shot man come on you need to keep saying things like these to make uh, make them drink and they start off with like one shot and then they get slightly tipsy slightly more braver because that's what alcohol does fills you in with courage that has no base and no reason for it just foolish hollow courage which is uh, another term for stupidity but it is it is what fills them up you know and they start pounding drinks slowly not as quickly as the first time they did it but they do end up getting drunk and they end up getting very conscious of what they say and these are the kind of people that start apologizing for everything um they go around telling people hey listen i'm really drunk don't mind her but xyz follows after that but that's the premise of their uh behavior they apologize for all the shit that they're about to do but then they do it anyway so that's uh one of the kind of people who get drunk um now the second kind of people who progress after the noob stage are the people who don't remember what they did when they got drunk and kind of have a blackout period these are the kind of people who are very scared of what happened during that time and because of that they don't want to experiment with it further and they kind of stop drinking or they go into sobriety um these are the kind of clients uh, that uh, aren't recurring and i can't rip off of rip off of rip off rip them off oh my god my vocabulary has gotten as bad as these drunk motherfuckers well i can't rip these guys off much because after the first time they get drunk they tend to never come back to me they tend to become sober and uh, that doesn't help me at all but yeah these are the second kind of people who progress after having a really bad experience the wow. first time wow you make it sound like every drunk person is a special snowflake but um how many other kinds of drunk people are there how many other classifications do you have like this well my favorite kind of customers are those uh, that have a really good experience the first time and uh, they tend to become alcoholics um later on in their lives but yeah the happy drunks are my favorite man uh not a lot of work uh, but uh, the thing is that uh, as they keep getting more uh familiar with alcohol they tend to stop calling me as often because they start uh getting um you know better at handling themselves when they drink but uh there are those kind of people who get uh, really drunk and uh, again the hollow courage fills them up and they try to get behind the wheel or they try to drive or do something stupid like that um yeah i need to you know be there to make sure that uh, they don't drive or get behind the wheel and i'm always there to drive them around and stuff so yeah those are the uh, uh unnecessarily brave and courageous ones who get drunk a lot that's another classification i can uh, uh that i've dealt with a lot and also there are the burnouts you know uh, the ones who say bro i had a really tough day at work man i need a drink man i badly need that drink come on you got to pour me a drink man the kind of people who see alcohol as a coping mechanism for anything shit that they've been through for any of the nonsense that they put up with there in their lives because of course they're the only ones going through shit none of the sober people go through shit do they at least that's what they think but um yeah 
Um, these are the burnouts, you know, who, who use alcohol as a coping mechanism. And then uh, there are the uh, pre-gamers, uh, the ones who get uh, extremely drunk even before the occasion starts. Uh, like before going to a game or something, they get so wasted that they act belligerently at the game and stuff. You must have seen people like that all the time. The over-pre-gamers, that's what I call them. In fact, I have a lot of classifications like this, um, but uh, I think... Uh, it would be better in the written word, an article perhaps, that I would definitely refer to you once I'm done writing it, that you can read and produce at your convenience. Um, it, it wouldn't make for a good subject matter on a podcast, if you know what I'm saying. Hmm, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, you can't go into a lengthy discourse about different kinds of people on a podcast uh, unless they're extremely interesting and, uh, let's face it, uh, drunk people get less and less interesting as you come across more of them. So uh, I'm more interested in what kind of things that you had to do to take care of drunk people. Uh, what have your experiences been like so far? Uh, what is it that you have to do most of the time to take care of drunk people? That's actually a really good question, man. Yeah, I have a toolkit actually uh, that I carry around whenever I'm on work. It, con- it consists of a disinfectant, uh, wiping cloths, cleaning cloths, you know, to clean up puke wherever they might uh, throw up. Um, also, uh, my driver's license, um, shades, a mask, um, gloves, um, and also um, access to their uh, phone. Um, I make sure that they, the, the first step of my protocol is that they hand over their phone to me. Um, so that they don't do or call anyone stupid. Um, uh, there's another kind of drunk people who start drinking because of uh, love failure, because some, somebody left them in their lives, and uh, they have a moment of weakness. In fact, uh, several moments of weakness um, when they get drunk and want to reach out to that person. So I need to prevent that by taking their phone away. So I take their phone away, I drive drunk people around, I clean up their puke, um, I also do a lot of conflict resolution where sometimes they go and say something stupid to another strange person um, when they're not in my under my watch and I have to go defuse those fights or uh, stop it from uh, escalating, you know, because uh, apart from the courage that kicks in, uh, there's a lot of uh, ego boost that uh, alcohol gives you and um, that's not a good uh, scene, you know. Um, when two drunk people with uh, fractured egos are arguing with each other and that that usually always escalates unless a sober person comes and splits it up. So that's one of my duties too. I uh, make sure that they don't uh, uh, escalate the fight any further. Um, don't get into trouble with law enforcement. Don't take a leak anywhere they shouldn't. I carry a pee bucket for that. Uh, that also serves as a puke bucket. So I like to call it my excrement bucket. In fact, a girl once even took a shit in the bucket and I don't want to get into the details because it's frankly very gross, but yeah, that's happened before too. Um, So yeah, I have my own protocol. Um, I wouldn't obviously would uh, divulge much of these because um, trade secrets, you know, professional professional secrets. But uh, yeah, these are some of my responsibilities. I also carry a bottle with me, a glass bottle that looks uh, like a bottle of whiskey, but uh, actually it has uh, water, 
uh, sugar, salt, and some bitter herbs that I concocted, um, which makes it taste like alcohol, but acts like an ORS solution and actually rehydrates the person who's drinking it instead of dehydrating them. So uh, that's one of my uh, genius uh, concoctions, um, patent pending. But uh, yeah, these are for people who clearly had way too much but are still asking for more. Uh, I tend to feed them uh, this placebo so that they get better and not have a hangover or pass out later. And you know, basically I do whatever it takes to ensure they have a good experience when they get drunk. Very interesting Mr. Russo and might, might I just say that uh, personally I think you've been the best guest we've had on so far. You haven't made a fool out of yourself, um, you haven't said anything to um, traumatize our listeners, um, nothing perverted, nothing uh, morally incorrect. Uh, well, apart from the fact that you're profiting off of people's uh, alcoholisms, but um, I mean, that's what capitalism does, right? It profits off of all our vices. So I'm just uh, really glad uh, uh, you could join us today and you're welcome back on our show anytime, Mr. Ruzo. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you very much for saying so, man. Um, um, if I might, if I could just address the listeners, uh, keep a lookout for any new material that I might publish. It could be a paper, a discourse, or a lecture on alcoholics and their behaviors. Um, it could prove to be very useful to you as well when you're dealing with someone like that. So, thank you very much and have a nice day everyone. Bye-bye. Well, that was a wonderfully educational uh, session that we had, but uh, hold on. Um, my producer says that uh, there is there are no elements of shock humor or uh, fire in in this uh, particular session um so we're gonna have mr uzo back again next week um, with a specimen a drunk um, person um and we're probably going to try and dissect the mind as it uh, deteriorates further and further under the influence of alcohol um, that should be fun to listen to and uh, it should give all you sick listeners your high or your drug whatever it is that you get off of but uh, yeah until then take care stay safe stay indoors actually if you don't it's fine nobody is anyway but stay safe bye bye